Hey guys, it's Jesse. It's also Hannah. And this is a podcast called The LOL Word, where if you're a lesbian, uh, there's a 50% chance that I'm in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a 100% chance that I'm in love with you. So congratulations. <laughs> oh, I okay, I need to hear about you being in love, though, because I heard uh, there were events. There was. I had a really good date on Friday. Really good. Um, so I went out with this girl that I'd been talking to for like a few months, just like online. We met online, um, but we like knew that we both went to Pitt and we like were talking and then we stopped because I was in Israel and we started talking again when we were both in the States. And we went to lunch. It was like a lunch date, so it was like a weird time. But we did that on Friday and like it was so nice. It was like a really, really good date. And um, she's very cute and smart and really involved. And like, yeah, she has all the good qualities, except she's not Jewish, which is fine. Mm. I can deal with that. Yeah. Um, and uh, we have a second date. And our second date, we're going to this, um, what's it called? Like an amusement know. park um, in Pittsburgh. It's called Kennywood. Okay. I've never been, but she's, like, local, so, like, she's been there before. And so I'm really excited. So this is, like, this is my ideal second date. That's awesome. Ugh. I love amusement parks, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, like, really looking forward to this. You know what? My first date with my ex-girlfriend that I was with for a year and a half was a lunch date. So there wow. you go. She's also a Capricorn, so, like, I'll get along with her really well. Oh, I know you don't like Capricorns. I so. don't. Capricorns are terrifying. My sister's about to have one, and I am scared. Well, not about to, because, as you know, Capricorn season isn't for a while. A long time, yeah. Um, yeah, but the baby's kicking now, apparently. Wow. So that's exciting. I know. And I keep asking her, because she kept being like, this isn't me pushing myself on it. She kept being like, you have to come and visit this fall. Come and visit this fall. So I keep asking her, like, hey, when should I come visit? Yeah. And she keeps being like, okay, we need to check our schedules. And they're not telling me. Um, and I have lots of free time right now to go visit her because my life is in shambles. And everything is terrible. And I wish I were dead. So ex- elaborate. I didn't get the score I needed on my sign language test. So I've decided no. that I hate myself and that my life is over. It's um, not. I have not seen anybody that I know since getting the results of this test. So I got the results on Saturday and I have isolated myself completely from everybody who loves me and hidden myself in my apartment. I haven't worn real clothes or brushed my hair or put on makeup. I'm wearing a dress with no bra and no underwear that I threw on because I was Skyping (laughs) with you. Um, I am very depressed. Uh, The girl I'm in love with is still in Utah, but she's been fantastically supportive about me failing this test, and I love her, and she's great, and we've been talking all the time. So that's good. Uh, My best friend is moving this week, so he used to be 20 minutes away from me, and now he's an hour away from me and in the city, so Um, it's going to be way harder to see him. What the fuck? Yeah. So um, that sucks. And I was going to be moving closer to him. Because he's living really close to Gallaudet. So it was going to be really convenient for me to move close to Gallaudet when I was going to yeah. get the score that I needed on my sign language test and enroll in the master's program. But since that's not happening, my life is terrible and shambles. And I have had so many easy tasks to do this week. Like, RSVP to some weddings that I'm going to. Put a fucking yeah. package in the mail. And I have not done them because I am garbage. So instead, I go to bed every night hating myself for not doing these simple tasks. It's I'm going sorry. great. 
I hate oh. my life and I want to die. But besides that, things are good. I mean, the girl stuff. I meant to console girl. you, and then Bulby started screaming. I'm sorry. I'm a bad friend. No, no, no. It's but fine. I like don't even want to be consoled because there's like nothing anyone can say. I told yeah. my mom, and she was like, "Do you want to come over after I failed the test?" And I was like, "No, not at all," because you're gonna yeah. ask me what my plans are and say ask me questions about why I didn't get the score that I needed. And it's like it's very exhausting talking to people. Yeah. About this, who don't understand the test and nobody understands this test besides like yeah. people who are in my exact position of learning sign language taking the test it's complicated and yeah. weird but people ask me the most exhausting questions about it and it's not their fault they're just trying to be yeah. interested and engaged and everything but it's like i hate putting on the training wheels and explaining it every time and it's then they yeah. ask me dumb questions <laughs> so i'm not yeah. patient. i'm an aries i'm not patient so oh my god um, well it's okay that you didn't do well it doesn't mean that you can't do well in the future, if you decide that you want to Yes, but remember, I'm this. an inpatient Aries, so I need to I do know. well right now. I'm trying to just take this, you know, this the, the interim Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur period and, like, pray and think about it and figure out my guidance and, like, what I'm doing. Yeah, and, I mean, if you don't forgive yourself, Hashem is just not going to write you in the book of life, and that's the way that it is. Uh, I know. Oh, <laughs> my God, so we talked about this on Welcome to Degrassi this week. What happens if Hashem doesn't put you in the book of life? Do you die? Uh, yeah, it means that you die that year. Okay. We, I wasn't sure about, like, what exactly. Because we call it the Book of Heaven at my synagogue. So I'm like, oh. huh. Like, what? Because <laughs> I'm like, there's no hell. So, like, what's the alternative to the Book of Heaven? Yeah. Pat was no, asking it's... me all these questions about, like, Yom Kippur and stuff. And I'm like, I'm a really bad Jew. And actually, I told the listeners on Welcome to Degrassi. I was like, listen, if you want to hear actual stuff on this, go listen to the LOL word. Because I'm on with a much better Jew than me. Oh, my and, God. I just, there, like, like, went to Hebrew school and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Which I did not. So I'm just, like, bullshitting my own, like, feelings about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just because um, my mom's, like, she really likes Judaism. Well, Judaism's so. great. So. Yeah. My mom is not even Jewish. So there we go. Yeah. Bulby, why are you screaming? What'd you find? Is it, It's hard to be Bulby. I know. Yeah. My mom got mad at me for studying and not hanging out with him earlier today. I was like, what are you paying for? <laughs> People have lives. <laughs> I mean, given how your mom feels about cats, I feel like that's not like that out of character. No, it's not. It's completely in character, if you ask me. Mm. Um... But other than talking about, I think we swapped places in a, in a way, because, like, you were doing so well, I was so jealous of your relationship, <laughs> and now, like, I'm the one that's doing well. Okay, listen, my relationship, such as it is, is still fine. It's still good, yeah. I still yeah. have no idea if she's moving back, but um, that's fine. Well, I kind of, I kind of tried to feel her out on it, but, like, I didn't yeah. want to ask, and, but, like, I told her I was making matzo ball soup. And she was like, oh, shit, I want matzo ball soup. And I was like, well, come back to Maryland. And she was like, well, I am. She was in Las Vegas that weekend. And she was like, well, I am already in the car driving back to Utah, so I could just keep going and come to Maryland. And I was like, yeah, exactly, do it. And then she was like, oh, but I just got back to my house in Utah, and they made pasta salad, so maybe I'll stay. And I was like, I can make pasta salad. And then (laughs) we have this ongoing joke where I told her that she needed to send me all the Mormon lesbians that she met in Utah. So we, she works at, like, a, a place where it's all other, like, people like her who like aren't from Utah who are just like working at this thing and then the people who come to visit are people who she works like a camping place so it's like people who are visiting Utah so she's not encountering all the Mormons but 
so the Mormon lesbians are very theoretical, but it's just whenever we talk about the Utah people, we it's always the, the Mormon lesbians. Mormon so, lesbians, of Yeah, course. exactly. So she's always like, oh, the Mormon lesbians are going to be jealous of my Jewish wife. And then I was talking about, you know, what a great Jewish oh wife I would make God. to the Mormon lesbians. So it's like it's an ongoing thing. But we're just like very much tiptoeing around having any sort of real conversation about what's happening. Uh, well, you could always move to Utah. And... I'm not moving to Utah. <laughs> Come not on. even for a short period of time no i'm not going to fucking utah my sister's gonna have a baby i have four cats one of whom only has one That's hip true. now I, no he's okay he's doing fine but he's got one hip they took out his other one um, i didn't realize that they took out the other they one do. the 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 surgery is they they actually so the the hip joint it's like um a ball and socket yeah yeah, yeah. and they just take out the ball part and so then his leg is kind of just like hanging out free and then the muscles grow and create like an artificial hip joint and it's enough to support a small animal it wouldn't work on like a person oh, but it works for wow. a cat so yeah he's limping around right now and like his muscles are in the process of like making him a fake hip basically that's fascinating it is it's very cool <sighs> okay we can't keep tiptoeing around our real issue which is the whole word. Is that we need to end this. I'm just kidding. I love <laughs> this podcast. This is the only one Bye, that I have now. I didn't even tell you. <laughs> Nicole and I um, aren't doing the, the avocado toast anymore. What? Why? Well, it's mostly that, like, she's not really into it anymore, which, like, I get. And I, like, literally don't have the time to do two podcasts right now. Mm. So we're taking at least the semester, but I mean, the way that she was talking about it, we might be taking the rest of forever, which is really depressing. And I that don't want to think about it. You guys work so hard on that. I know. And I love doing podcasts. Yeah. Well, after we finish this one, we'll have Queer Spoke. So that's true. This is going to keep going forever. I actually, fun yeah, fact, true. I actually was watching Queer Spoke with a friend today and we watched the Pride episode of Queer Spoke. <gasps> so it was kind of fun watching this one. Oh my gosh. One and it's so not Pride time right now. So it's like. I know. So it was like a very pridey sort of day. So it was yeah. fun comparing the two. There were dykes on bikes in Queer Spoke too. There was a big pop <gasps> point with the dykes shit. on bikes. <laughs> wow. So okay. That was fun. So this episode's the Pride episode. Yes, it is. Um, And it's. It's a lot of mix of, like, good and fun and really fucking depressing. Yeah. Um, there, yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> so let's let's talk about the easy stuff, and then we'll talk about the hard stuff. So okay, in sure. my opinion, the easy stuff would be Melvin. Jeez, that's um, pretty heavy. Okay, it's... Yeah, but I also was thinking we could, like, sandwich the fun stuff in the middle so our, like, That's listeners... That's fine, have... but if we're categorized, I categorized into light and dark, I would be like, the first on the light list, best <laughs> dad dying because he's not treating his prostate cancer. Well, like, but also he's the worst. So he is I think, the worst, like, it's true. On a moral level, he, like, <laughs> almost deserves it because he's a fair. terrible character. There's like, there's, like, the light stuff going on. I would say that the light stuff in this is really Dana and Alice and Dana's brother. Yeah. And then the heavy stuff is Bet and her family. Oh, and we can put Tina and uh, What's-Her-Face and whatever they're doing. Helena, um, yeah. yeah. And then the heavy stuff is Shane. Well, Shane is kind of in the middle, but then we've got Jenny and Mark and um, yeah. Bet and her dad over yeah. there. And then Shane actually had, she had the nice resolution with Carmen, so. It was, it was like, time. weird. Like, it was this two-second blip. Where Shane remembers all the questions that Carmen asked her, um, which is very cute. And then Carmen just, like, she looks like she's crying, and she puts her hand on Shane's face. 
Yeah, so her remembering the questions that Carmen had asked is obviously not super realistic, but I yeah. love it. <laughs> because it's I like... I mean, I think it's realistic because I would remember... I remember, like, every single conversation I ever have. And whenever I'm not having conversations, they're playing on loop in my head. So, mm-hmm. like, to me, this is just like, oh, of course you would remember. Okay, see, I have short-term memory loss, so me. I don't remember, like, what I had for breakfast. But <laughs> for, for me, it's Lyme disease. It will fuck you up. So, um, see, again, I just get lost in the middle of sentences because I have short-term memory. Did I tell you my story about the short-term memory loss? See, again, I don't remember this because no, I don't remember No, I've things. never heard this. Okay, all right. So... The, the, when I was 16 years old, I had Lyme disease. I got very sick. It got in my brain, and it's probably why I'm bipolar, and it's affected my memory. And it was really, really bad while I was actively sick, but I still have some effects from, from it. Like, there was, if I have to memorize stuff, it's very, very hard. So okay. um, I had forgotten about having short-term memory loss. Four years, I forgot about this. The last time I remember consciously thinking about it was about my junior year in college. I am constantly walking into rooms and forgetting why I went in there. But, like, that yeah. happens to everybody, right? Everybody but, like, forgets things But, it's a sometimes. little bit more than normal, right? Yes, but in my head, it was just normal. Because, uh, yeah, you know, everybody yeah. does this. And it's a hard thing to measure, like, what is normal and what isn't normal. Yeah, But yeah. I was working on developing a character who has short-term memory loss. I have planned this without even remembering that I fucking have it. It was completely separate. So I was like, what are, like, the symptoms of short-term memory loss? What kind of stuff is this character dealing with? So I found a quiz for it online. Yeah. Where you have to re- – it shows you pictures, and you have to click if you have seen that picture before. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll do this. And then I'll get an idea of like what it would be like for my character taking this yeah. test. So I take this test and I get 60% on it. I'm like, that seems you know pretty good. And I look and a good score is 90% or over. And only upon seeing that do I remember that I have <laughs> short-term memory loss. This is my life. It's just oh a fucking shit show. So that, and then I told my, my friend Seth, I was like, remember how my memory's fucked up? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, well, I didn't. <laughs> That's what's going on. And now I literally can't remember how I got here. Oh, I was talking about Shane remembering the questions. So for me, it's like this little moment between her and Carmen, which happened like many months ago, because if we look at like Tina's pregnancy as our timeline, Tina's like super, super pregnant now. And she was like medium pregnant then. So it was a while ago. Yeah. And it was just this little conversation while they were lying in bed and it just like stayed with her. And I'm a sucker for shit like that, man. I I am for that. It means that she, like, hyper-fixated on this moment because she wanted to be with Carmen, but she's all, like, commitment issues mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, so there was that... character trait. Yeah, there was that scene where she sat down with Jenny and she was like, I need you to see something. And yeah. she showed her the video. What was going on in that scene? That was, um... I'm too stupid okay. for this. They basically, like, turned it into something that was not how I interpreted it. So Shane shows Jenny these clips um where mark is asking her what are you looking for in a woman yes and shane's like i'm not looking for anything like i just want to have fun have fun, yeah and then it's all these clips that he took of her because he's obsessed with her yes so i assumed that it was her like freaking out and like feeling like vulnerable because here's the shit that she uncovered because this guy was obsessed with her and instead, Jenny is like, you're not a monster, and Carmen will... Carmen can protect herself. Carmen, yeah. Yeah. Which, That's... Like, okay. Yeah, I think I think what was going on was Shane was showing her these clips to yeah. be like... Um, I'm sorry, I just saw something on Twitter, and I need to know if it's about me. <laughs> it's 
sorry. Is this about me? <laughs> okay, done. Sorry. I think it was like uh, Shane being like, look at how like frivolous and like, again, afraid of commitment I am. And like, I would hurt Carmen if I got involved with her. And then Jenny saying like, Carmen's a big girl. She could take care of herself. And I was on board with that. But then I didn't understand what the purpose was of showing her the sex between her and Carmen. That was her and Carmen, right? No. No, oh, okay. that was... Her and just one of the randoms. Oh, that she was okay. So with. that was just her showing Jenny, like, look, I'm a slut and Carmen yeah. shouldn't love me. Okay. I yeah. thought it was a scene with her and Carmen. I was like, why is she showing Jenny this? That's not very oh, nice. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I just, like, didn't. I don't know. I, like, I feel like every time I watch stuff on the L word, I always interpret it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> why well that's because the show is wrong about lesbians so you're trying to interpret it in a way that's like actually lesbian Ugh, that is true this show is a fucking mess i so this whole show is lesbians and like queer's vogue has like two lesbians and the pride episode of queer's vogue has so much better lesbian content than this episode does yeah i mean the only thing that was nice was like you know, Alice and Dana are still, and so I guess we're doing the light to dark format. You're welcome. Um, mm. Alice and Dana are like doing their like, uh, what do you call it? Not dress up. What is it called? Role playing. They're like into role playing, so that's what they're doing. Yes, it's yeah, it's like cosplay. Oh. Because there's costumes. Oh, oh, that's that's fair. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Um, and so they're like fucking and then um Howie comes in and they're like, What the hell? We haven't seen you all season. Yeah, what's up? They and then I like how Alice just goes to the door and is like, It's Howie and I'm like, I know who you are because I read the episode description, but am I supposed to just remember <laughs> Howie's name? Like would it have been oh that hard God. to go, It's your brother? Like help um, a, help a bitch out here. I don't know. I, I mean, I remember his face, but that's because I've seen the show a thousand times. Yeah, I don't think I would have known who this was if I hadn't. Like, when she said Howie, I was like, even though I read the episode description, I was like, is that, like, her manager? Like, who's here? Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so he comes to stay with them, and they're like, what the fuck? You're not gay? And they just, like, really, <laughs> really drag this out. And, like, Howie has so many opportunities to be like, Dana, I'm gay. And he just doesn't. I kind of love it. I like that he just doesn't care about setting the record straight. It's just it's, it's just like literally weird. not important to him whether or not Dana knows that he's gay. And I it's it's refreshing after these other people on the show. Caring so much, yeah. Yeah, and especially after seeing Dana really struggle with her sexuality, to see him just he's known he's gay since he was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And he's just totally fine with it and just completely chill about it and um it's I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice, and, like, the scenes are really cute, and, like, Alice tells Dana that she loves her, and Dana doesn't respond the two times that Alice does it, but Alice, like, she's, like, freaking out, but she's not, like, freaking out in front of Dana, which is nice, um, and then they, uh, when they're dancing later at the planet, Dana, like, has this moment where she, like, realizes like how much fun she's having with Alice but also how much she cares about her Mm -hmm. and she says I love you first and you can just see that like Alice didn't see it coming which is really cute like I love that and then also (laughs) um they uh 
then she's like really happy and she says I love you too and it's really sweet and cute yeah but I hate them as a couple I hate it I mean I, yeah the more I watch it the more I'm like there's no substance actually so um yeah I I'm I feel like I'm just being told so much about their relationship and I'm not really seeing it and then I can't believe that they dragged this love boat cosplay over two episodes like are yep. you shitting me what did they do some sort of focus group and lesbians really like the love boat or something? Because I was not involved you in the focus group. You know they didn't do a focus group. <laughs> That's so <laughs> true. God, imagine if they'd had focus groups for the show. Wouldn't that have been great? The show would be so much better. Just get some lesbians in to fucking roast this shit. Yeah. Okay, speaking of, and I don't know how this connects, but it made me think about it. Can we talk about the scene with Jenny and the old lesbian? Yeah. I did skip that scene this time just it to be done with it faster. It made me so uncomfortable. Yep. It made me really uncomfortable every other time I've watched it. And I feel like I was supposed to be like on the side of the old lesbian or something. Like we were supposed to be sympathizing with her. And I, I mean, was so is it her whole shtick that like she can't get any because she's old? Yeah. But like I'm yeah. supposed to feel bad for her that she can't get any. And she's, oh, it was uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I think the verdict is that you shouldn't feel bad for old lesbians. It's their fault for getting old. <laughs> yes! <laughs> As an old lesbian, let me tell you. God, that's so fucking Hannah, old. Hannah, you are only 27. I am so old. I'm just a fucking dried up husk of a woman. You are not old. I was making fun of my big for being old the other day because she was like, I'm only 23. And then I was like, oh my gosh, Hannah's only four years older than my big. So, you're not old. You really are chugging that wine like a motherfucker. I am. There was a quarter of a glass of wine in here, and I'm a uh, bottle of wine in here, and I'm almost done with it. Um, I don't feel drunk, but I definitely sound drunk. So um, A little bit, a little bit. I know. Um, I keep forgetting that I'm not 29. I think because I've been watching Queer Soak, and I connect on such a spiritual level to Brian, who's having this crisis over being 29. So, 29. I think I'm just like, I'm 29. Um, and your sister's 29. My sister's 29. And Mary, Do I remember and all these uh, things about your life because I don't have memory loss. I love it. It's <laughs> great. I, it makes me feel very important, so I really enjoy it. My <laughs> sister got married when she was 26 years old and is pregnant. And I am 27. I am not married. I am not pregnant. I am nothing. I am garbage. She's a fucking lawyer. She works for a goddamn judge. You're not garbage. Your life is just, like, taking a different pace. Do you know how much I tell myself... I'm garbage because I didn't have my first novel published at 18. Yeah, but then what the fuck happened? Like, it's just been downhill from there. Okay, but I think you need to, like, look at yourself from not not you, you know? Like, there's this whole, like, discourse going around about how, like, people who were, like, gifted and talented or branded as such as young children struggle with like self-efficacy and like value and stuff like that as they get older because you aren't always going to be like a prodigy at everything yes. and so like for you you're sorry I am drinking a beer so I am going to burp a little bit you're seeing you're viewing yourself from like all of the like time in your life where you were like ahead of everyone and now in terms of like where everyone else is in relation to like what where you are at this point in your life because at this point like 
you know, it feels like there's this push to be getting married and to be having babies. And that's not what you're doing right now. You feel like you're behind. But the thing is that, like, that's just not a realistic way to, like, view your life and yourself because obviously we know, like, you can't live on comparison. Yeah, But we also, you were, you know, it evens out in such a way that, like, your sister now, like, is having babies and she'll fall behind a little bit on her career because it takes so much time and effort to be pregnant but like you were ahead for so long that like the rest of your life will catch up yeah i feel yeah it's i've been thinking a lot about that whole queer second adolescence thing yes because i didn't know i was gay till i was i mean i didn't know i was gay till i was 27 but i didn't know i was queer till i was 20 yeah and um Sorry. Um, so, um, I'm too drunk and multitasking to do a podcast right now. Um, I was trying to give you all this good advice. No, I was spend... listening. I was listening. I was I'm listening. just kidding. I'm just kidding. You have to be ready for it. It was great advice. I heard all of it. That's the second adolescence thing. So the thing is like, okay, I'm totally, uh, on board with this whole theory of second adolescence. It's great. But then like, what the fuck do you do with that in your actual life? Because like the fact of the matter is I'm not a teenager. And yeah. I don't have this time. So, like, yeah. it's great for us all to sit around and acknowledge, oh, we're having a second adolescence. But at the same time, I'm 20 fucking seven years old. Like, what is going I on? I think the point of the second adolescence is to, like, cut ourselves more slack. Because, like, for a lot of, like, queer people, it was, like, a repression of these feelings for so long. Yeah. Um, and this is not something that I can relate to because I knew I was queer at, like, 14, 15. Jealous! Um, yeah um but like for a lot of people because of this then like you realize that you don't know as much about yourself as you thought you did you know and so it causes this like existential crisis that can permeate into all these other aspects of your life like career choices like that and like where like what the sort of i guess trajectory of your life not just in terms of like your sexuality but also like goals and things like that yeah and like i'm obviously a good example of that since i spent the first like 10 minutes of this podcast just fucking freaking out about my life but like the thing is even if i do cut myself slack like what what if the world doesn't cut me slack and i feel so bad complaining about this because i have like these great supportive parents who are being so patient Mm -hmm. with me and like i'm so privileged but at the same time i just like the the stress of the 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 whole like you need to be contributing you need to be contributing you need to be working you're not valuable if you're not working is like crushing me down to my bones this is why I want you to travel. With what money? I know. I know. I know. But it's, like, such an American thing. And I think that, like, if you... I want to force you to experience not America so you I've can see, shit. like... I've I have been to England. I have been to Hong Kong. I have been to Italy. I have been to Spain. I've how did places. I not know these things? I don't know. You're supposed to know my life. I've traveled. I know. I know everything else about you. I've traveled. I've traveled. Okay, well, next time I go to Israel, I'm taking you. Yes, and... please! I was thinking the other day how fucking grateful I was that I was gay, though. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, like, imagine being straight. <laughs> oh, I know. And God could have done that to me. Like, he's done it to many. But He's done it to so many. I just think sometimes just how grateful I am that I was born gay and that I was born Jewish. And yeah. that I was born pretty. And I have a lot of feelings about these things. Um, and I'm like, worm, for Thanks. sure. Thanks, God. Thanks. Yeah. You were looking out. So it's been good.
also could have been a man. Like, things could have been Ew. wrong. Yeah. Um, look, we're supposed to be talking about the L word, but that was I some know. queer we stuff. We have so much to talk about in the L word. We're talking about queer stuff, though. It's all, like, we have a lot. We have a lot of time, because we just need to be done by 10, because you're going to watch Sunny, and my friend and I are obsessed with this um, show that is on at the same time as It's Always Sunny. It's called Are You the One? It's like a game show. I love Are You the One. You show. don't have to. I know Are You the One. I watch it with my mom, but I haven't seen any of the season yet, so don't spoil anything. I won't. But I, I need you to know this. I did apply to be on the show. This is the second time I've applied. Shut up! I'm so excited. <laughs> they have a form now for people who are sexually fluid. My whole thing was that I wanted to be on the show so that I could ruin their algorithm. I keep telling my mom we need a bisexual season. I. They're going to do it. Is what it looks like. So I'm, like, really stoked. I want to be on the show so bad. Ugh. That would be so great. I would love that. Yeah. I uh, I want this show. I love this show. Okay. Um, now talking about shows that we don't love quite so much. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about Melvin. And then we'll talk about the worst, the, like, the stuff that's really hard to talk about. Which yes. is why we are drinking. Well, while I, why I'm drinking. It's not why I'm drinking. I'm drinking because of my life. Yeah. I'm drinking because of this because I need to forget my life in relation to this thing because it's too hard to talk about i understand yeah so melvin's dying of advanced prostate cancer the easiest fucking disease they could have given him i know it's like they just looked at like wikipedia because like what's the most common disease for a 70 year old man exactly prostate cancer there we go i mean it's either prostate cancer or um uh lymphoma i think mm. it's the same way they do breast cancer with dana and they do testicular yeah. cancer on queers folk. It's just fucking yep. laziness. Yep. Isn't testicular cancer the same thing as prostate cancer? Or do I not know anything about male anatomy? Wow, you don't know anything about the male anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice. They're very different. Um, I'll avoid the anatomy lesson, but testicular cancer is very common in men in their 20s and 30s. Okay. Prostate cancer you really don't see in anyone younger than 60. Wait, is testicular cancer the one that... Um, Spinner had yes. in Degrassi? Oh, okay, okay. So that's okay. the kind that young men get. It's, like, very, very treatable, which is really dumb in Queer's Folk because they, they literally tell the character you have a 99% chance of survival, and, and then they try dies. to play... No, he doesn't die. But they try to play it off as, like, his battle against cancer or something. And there's, like, a part where he talks about, like, if he survives. And I'm like, bitch, you have a better chance of dying in a car accident under the weight of your radiation appointment than you do of dying from the cancer. Yeah, what the hell? I know. So okay. they just couldn't pick what they were doing, and it's annoying. Um, but yeah. we'll get to that in a few years when we do course book. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I almost wish that they picked lymphoma. Right? Lymphoma's I mean, I just the don't want to hear about blood? a cost. Lymphoma, I think you're thinking of leukemia, but lymphoma is also, actually might oh, be yeah, blood. It's like lymph, lymph nodes. nodes, yeah. I'm not a cancer expert. That I meant leukemia, because my grandma had it, and they were like, so many old people get this that they don't even know until they're dead. Yeah, that's what Seth's mom died of. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I feel like it just would have been a better choice for an old character because it's something that, like, people know something about, but it's not, like, so obvious that it's, like, redundant and boring. Yeah. Like prostate when, usually cancer when you see leukemia on TV, it's little kids. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or, I mean, that's the one that they chose for um, My Sister's Keeper. Yeah, it's, like, everything. Yeah. I mean, um, Kat and I used to have the Lurley McDaniel podcast, so that's all leukemia all the time. Yeah, books. I 
have never listened to that one or read those books. That's fine. It took us a while to figure out that you should wear headphones when you record a podcast, so that gives oh. you a really good idea of the, the early audio issues. I'm really not a great podcast producer. It's We're very lucky that you do this one. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Degrassi's always a fucking mess because I don't edit it. It's fine. I'm not going to edit it. Come on. <laughs> no. I mean, you, like, cut it down to, like, the central parts, I guess. No, I cut nothing. It's we, It's just our conversations, and I... Cop, I I edit them together and I put them up. Holy shit! Yeah, I don't do work on this podcast. Wow, whoever listens to this one and not welcome to Degrassi is so fucking lucky. I literally edit out the spaces when we have like any pauses. Oh my god! See, I I'm like really anal listened, about it. I've never listened to this final version, so I have no idea what it sounds like. But no, Degrassi, I just put it up as is. Yeah, if you listen to like one of the like shorter episodes, even just like a few minutes, you'd get like the idea. Okay, maybe I will. Yeah. yeah, I used to do that with Lurleen, actually. I would be really careful about editing out all the spaces and everything, and then I just, I got so overwhelmed with it, and I just don't do that shit anymore. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's really easy. I just will, like, play games on my phone while I'm listening to us talk, just yeah. to make sure. I just, yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's fine. Um, I remove yeah. background noise, and that's it. That's all I'll do. Mm-hmm. I, like, need to do that for your audio, and I just, like, never do it. I know. Mine have, sounds like, like such trash. I'm sorry. I know. It's fine. It's fine. I, um, it's, it's really fucking loud in my apartment. It's just it's annoying. <laughs> so we didn't say anything about Melvin other than the fact <laughs> right. that he we has just breast cancer. Subject. Um, he's dying. He keeps calling Tina Miss Kennard. Uh, he calls Kit. Because he's rude. Katie. That's her which name. Which was confusing at first. Well, her name is Kit, so it was yeah. confusing. Um. He gave her some sort of advice about her love life that I wasn't paying attention to. He was like, you gotta be with Benjamin, because you love him. And she was like, <laughs> I know, or something like that. He literally is the most irrelevant character other than Mark, so he's more irrelevant than Mark, obviously. Yeah, he. I, I don't know why he's here. Um, I also feel that Melvin is irrelevant. He literally is just there to make everyone upset. Yeah, it's also Bet. Bet's was still wearing her dress, and then Tina came by with a new dress, and yeah. then she didn't like change into it right away. She just sat there. Yeah, in her that dress. that really bothered me. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, I can't even stand watching this because you're wearing the old clothes. I know, and then I kept wondering how she got out of that dress. I was like, does it unzip at the neck? And then I was very distracted through that whole scene trying to figure out how you get in and out of that dress. I'm pretty sure that it's like a, a like a clamp around mm. the neck, and then like probably a zip down the back. That makes sense, but it was yeah. distracting. And then I was like, maybe the neck is stretchy, and I just thought about that for a while. <laughs> oh it is my what it God. is. Um, so yeah, he's dying. He's gonna die in the finale, judging by the Netflix summaries. Yeah. Cool. He's really, really rude. He is. He's such an asshole. And then he was like, what are you going to do when God asks you to answer for your sins, Bet? And I'm like, I'm so over this. And I, like, I realized... Okay, this is in 2004 or 5, so, like, I get it. Like, I realize this is my life talking. And, Uh like, I'm very lucky in this way. But literally nobody has ever come at me in a religious way about my sexuality. It's just that's not the people that I roll with. This is not my life. And I feel it's, like every yeah. queer show has to have it. There's something, I'm going to talk about Queer as Folk again, that really bothers me. In okay. Queer as Folk, we get Justin's homophobic dad in the first season. And he never brings any religion into it. And I loved that. Because it's just 
a fucking non-religious homophobic person. And then we see him again in season five and all of a sudden he's like, it's a disgrace in the Lord's eyes. And I'm like, why'd you have to go there? Couldn't he just be an asshole without bringing religion into it? Because I'm so bored of this argument because it has no, like, stronghold on my life. So seeing it over and over again. And I know there are tons of people in the world who deal with this shit, but I'm not one of them and I don't care about them. But, you know, that's, like, your fault for being Christian. I'm sorry. (laughs) You should have been born Jewish like we were. <laughs> Why weren't you up on the mountain? What were you doing we that did. day? Oh, you were busy. You weren't chosen by God. Well, I'm sorry for you, your loss. You just couldn't <laughs> haul yourself up on the Mount Sinai. You had too much going on. You had a previous engagement. No. Okay. Should have been Jewish. Like, it is what it is. Um, listen, I didn't capitalize my name all through high school because I didn't. And my high school friend who invited me to his wedding didn't capitalize my name, and it's it's very sweet of him. Aw, that's really I cute. I will be going to these things. I am not a vegetarian. Sure. Oh my god, that's why you're talking about this, because you're doing this while I we're podcasting. I am doing it right the fuck now. Oh wait, my plus one. I don't have a plus one. I'll be your plus one. Thanks. My fucking girlfriend isn't coming, so she's also not my girlfriend. Send a note to the couple. Optional. Will do. Love you. It's nice that it's an online registration. I know. My other one I have to mail the thing in. And I'm not excited. Oh. Gross. Um, Such a waste of paper. Only true environmentalists like me will only send out our things electronically. Because even if we send it out on reclaimed recycled paper it's still using fossil fuels yeah and also some you could have used that reclaimed recycled paper for something else yeah okay sorry for just babbling through the podcast in my defense i'm kind of drunk so i in my defense i've had almost a full beer at this point so drunk just Woo! kidding um okay now we got to talk about the stuff that's going to take a long time to talk about and i don't want to talk about it but like we got to talk about it um oh wait no before we even get there okay jenny is so bad at Hebrew. Okay, you're so gonna, bad. You're gonna need to get through this for me for two reasons. One, I'm really bad at Hebrew. Two, I was watching it on 1.8 speed, so like I heard like brief brucator, and then it was just like, like there's okay. Something. So like I'm bad at Hebrew too because I am a normal American. You're not as bad who, as me because I never went to Hebrew school. Oh, that's true. But you know, Americans speak Hebrew with an American accent. It just sounds like we're saying garbage. But then there's these assholes, like my stupid fucking cousin Ellie. I hope you're listening to this because you're <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Fuck you, Ellie. She is 14, um, mm. so it's a little mean, but she does deserve this. Okay, one of my cousins um, is a fucking asshole, too. Um, that, like, they think... That they're, like, so cool because they can do this, like, weird accent with Hebrew. That's, it's still not quite the Israeli accent. It's, like, this bastardization of the Israeli accent, which is, quote-unquote, the correct way to speak Hebrew. There's no correct way because it's a language that got revived in, like, the 1800s. Yes. So, yeah, there's, like... The way that people speak Hebrew in a country where, like, everyone there speaks Hebrew. And then there's the way that Americans speak Hebrew. And then people in other countries are irrelevant. British Jews are also the worst. Um, I'm sorry. I don't like, I don't like the way that they practice. Um, I believe Especially you. not after watching that horrible movie that you and I saw. 
that movie was a disaster. <laughs> um, Jesse, but... why did she spit into her mouth? And why is nobody <laughs> talking about this? I don't know. It was so bad. I just want an explanation for why she spit into her mouth. You and, and I nobody... literally screamed at that point. We, we like, could not it's handle like all it. All these like old intellectuals watching the movie, like, oh, very interesting. These lesbians, and you and I are the only fucking dykes in there, and we're just like, we're like, we can't handle this. Up, and people are looking at us, and I'm like, look, bitches, trust us. <laughs> the dyke council um, has spoken. The focus group has spoken. <laughs> we should have been there mm. as the focus group for this movie before they did the final edit. Nobody should make anything about lesbians without consulting me. I'm the best lesbian. I agree. I agree. I have had sex with four women. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an expert. Mm. All right. Let's All right, go back to this. More women. <laughs> You said you had need to have sex with four more women? With some more, but four more also works. Or yeah, I could just have sex fine. with a Utah girl over and over again, but she's not here, so. Ugh. Well, that's why you should go on more dates while you're waiting for her. I, what I need to do is not have sex at this wedding that I'm going to for my high school friend. Uh, you know I want you to have sex at this wedding. Okay, I, not need, with to not a man, have, I need to not have sex a with a man at this wedding. Yeah, but I could have sex with a man. I could see it happening. Why? You don't like men. Yeah, but I make bad choices. More on that later. <laughs> I, now back to Jenny's horrible Hebrew. I've slept with six men and I regret each and every one of them, so. Damn, that's a lot of men. That might not be Jackie. Compared to your women. Hang on. Oh, I'm too drunk for this. Not like that's a lot of men. I just mean in comparison to the women. It's not six. It's not six. It's, um. It's four. So we're doing oh, okay. So you're even. Yeah, I'm even. Yeah, so you have to sleep with another man and then sleep with another woman or sleep with both at the same time to keep your ratio the yeah. same. No, I got it. The girl's got to win. All right. What I fair. need to do is sleep with four non-binary people. Well, you know, one of us is a... You're a baby! <laughs> I could not sleep with you at this point. We're like two No, close. you're an infant. I could never. <laughs> yeah. You were I hope the um, audience enjoyed my coughing while laughing. It's really, I've been sick for two weeks. I want the audience to ship us. I, I want, want the, the audience, audience to, to ship us, us to too. Sex. Yeah, I want them to oh want us gosh. to sleep with each other. Um, wait, but we gotta talk about Jenny so we can finish this so that we can watch our other shit. We've got thirty more minutes. Okay, fine. Okay, her Hebrew's really bad. She's doing this like bastardization of the two accents, and it sucks, and I hate it. And if you're not Jewish, I hope you know that that's not how we speak. Hebrew and it's so bad and all she's saying is um Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam yeah that's it is that all she says that's literally it she doesn't even finish the prayer even I can say that yeah but she says it bad and you I say- don't want to like do it because then I'm gonna have to cringe and set myself on fire <laughs> please, do it. please do it how she does it because I didn't hear it at normal time and I want to hear it oh god she goes like Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam oh that's weird and she like yeah and then she, like, mumbles, and it's bad. Please so. remind me sometime to sing the Hanukkah blessing for you the way my family does it, because it's some tune that was invented in my father's Hebrew school, and it has just spread throughout my family. So it's, like, it's very melodic. It's very pretty, but nobody else sings it this way. 
Oh, well, so. I'm going to definitely remind you when it's Hanukkah. Okay, good, because it's, like, one of my... Cat loves it. This is so cute. Cat makes me sing it to her as a lullaby, like, regular times of year. Oh, Because she loves the sound of it. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, but it's just, like, it's just this tune that nobody but my family does. But, like, all my cousins and everything, we all do it, so... Oh. It's just a weird thing. I don't know. That's precious. That's how life is, yeah. But, of course, like, I don't know the actual, like, words to the Hanukkah blessing or anything. I just know, like, the phonetic sounds, because I've been singing it my whole life. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't nice. know Hebrew. That's fine. Um, I could be going like, hail Satan, for all I know. Like, I don't know what it means. Well, it means, um, blessed are you, Adonai, our God. Um, Melech HaOlam means ruler of the universe. Sure. Basically, it means king of the world. Yeah, I know all the prayers start that way. Like, Rosh Hashanah prayers, Shabbat prayers. It's, it's all going to start with the Baruch yeah. But then she doesn't even, like finish it she doesn't finish it yeah that's what is she blessing what is she blessing because that's the start of like every prayer like it could go anywhere yeah like like you could go, she could be about to be like bore puri hagafen and like praise the wine like we don't yeah. know <laughs> yeah i it's it bothers me so much because she's saying it badly and then she doesn't she doesn't bless anything yeah because that's like i i'm well, trying to get the non-jewish listeners to understand like all our prayers basically start with that yeah. Like, and then and you, and use then you it go to on bless to something specifically. Yeah. You are thanking God. You're blessing God for your children, blessing God for the food, the wine. Mm-hmm. You know, like blessing God that you woke up another day. There's literally a prayer they're supposed to say every day when you wake up to I thank God that. that you woke up. I should do that. <laughs> Except, <laughs> can I have one that's like, damn it, God, couldn't you just like do me a solid and have me not wake up? Because that's the one I need. Uh, you could just watch Fiddler on the Roof every single day, because I think that that's how you do it. <laughs> I should. Um, wow, this is, like, way too Jewish for most of our listeners. They love it. Um, and then she, like, she has these cutouts. Why did she cut out these old family photos? And then she, like, puts them in the clown mouth. Yeah. <laughs> But these are old family photos. Yeah, you can't, you can't, can't replace up. them. Like, is she like a visual artist now? Because that's not. I just watched Caleb Gallo again today, so now I'm all laughing about I'm a visual artist. <laughs> oh my god! Mm, I watched it with a friend who'd never seen it. It was fun. <sighs> yes, but, it's such a good show. Yes, but well, she's not thanks. a visual artist. She's not Malcolm, the visual artist. No, she's from not. New York. No, she's a she's she writes words like I do. Yeah, and let me like tell I you, try. We don't just cut things out. It's terrible. Don't do it. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I don't, I don't get it, and she, like, carnival shit happens. Yeah, so she was, like, molested at a carnival, right? Yes, she was molested at a carnival on what looks like Shabbat. Yikes. Um, then <laughs> Why was she at like, a carnival on Shabbat? Go home! I don't know! Isn't she orthodox? Yeah. Huh. Or she, like, sees it as, maybe it wasn't a carnival, and instead it was, like, uh, like a festival. This whole time I was thinking it was like a metaphorical carnival, but now I'm thinking it was like actually a carnival. Yeah, now I'm not sure because now I'm thinking it was a metaphorical carnival. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I think the next that's episode really is L'chaim, so I feel like that's going to be Jewish and Jewish apparently. To life, means to life, L'chaim. You know I'm going to be singing that stupid song the whole time. You have to. Um, and she, what does she do? Did you know Should that I, in high school I was in Figure on the Roof? Yeah, you mentioned it a lot. Wow. And I was uh, <laughs> the Russian who stood up and went, ha, in the middle of that song. That's amazing. And then he starts singing the Russian. He's like, ha, Russian, Russian, heaven, 
with you both not on the stove. That's me. You're helping me live together in peace. Yes, that's me. That's me. Oh my god, that's awesome. My brother was Tevya. My sister was Golda. Oh my gosh, our, our siblings ex, are married. My legally. ex-boyfriend, who I'm going to see at this wedding because he's in the wedding, it was Tevya, opposite my sister. But Jenny yeah, finds um, out sort of basically by, like, she's dealing with all this shit because Mark is the worst and intruded upon her. And then she comes to, like, like she realizes for sure, for sure, that she was either molested or raped or some variant thereof. Yes. At this carnival thing, um, when she goes to this like leather club thing, which I, oh my gosh, I know so much history about leather culture. Give it to us now because I don't know it. I don't know it. I want to know it. Okay, so everyone should go and listen to this podcast called Yester Queer. Like a while back, they did this episode about like leather culture and sub and dom culture. It first became really really big in the gay male like aesthetic after um world war one or world i think it was world war one because um like uh, like all the men had to join the war effort and they got really into like having sort of like structure and it was like really nice because they had this other part of themselves that they couldn't like be uh, at all and so they got really big into um sub and dom culture because it was like almost comforting in a way to have someone telling you what to do in the same way that like they had that level of structure in the army but it sort of became like the uh way of like signaling that you were into this by like wearing leather or like in these sub and dom like clubs or like spaces you would have to wear like leather and certain different like articles of clothing so that people knew that you were like really serious and so this like has a huge like historic part in queer culture and be like it literally came from queer culture um is what i learned that's awesome Um, and then it got popularized so just something interesting to know um so she goes to this club she gets strapped down or whatever and she has this revelation and i really like when she sits back up and she, like, is, like, sitting on the edge of this chair trying to, like, process that this. And she just goes, fuck! You know? Because I feel like that's exactly, like, how I would, like, what my reaction would be. I'm going to be situation. real with you. I have no memory of the scene. I think I must have been, like, looking away from my computer. Oh, my God. It's, like, the end scene. It's the end, basically. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I can rewatch it, but um, yeah. I had experience with a repressed memory of this kind, uh, yeah. something that happened to me when I was three or four, and I didn't remember until I hit puberty, which is pretty common Yeah. that this kind of stuff resurfaces then, and that was a really hard time for me. I was like freshman year of high school, and I was remembering all this shit, and people were like, why do you care about this thing that happened so long ago? And I'm like, well, because I didn't think about it for 10 years, and now here it is in my life, and like, I'm good now. Um, but it was like, comparatively, weirdly, that was a much harder thing that happened to me and to go through than when I was, I was assaulted in college and I dealt with that very immediately. And I really was very textbook about that. I told people about it when it happened and I went through kind of the grieving process on it. And I'm very okay with that. Um, well, I think I probably still have more baggage from the one when I was a kid. Um, 
so I think these repressed memories can really fuck you up. So I feel for her. Um, yeah. And that's annoying. I mean, I like Jenny in other moments of this episode. I like the speech she gives to Mark about what it feels like to be a woman. Yeah. Um, And it's just, it's very weird for me to like Jenny. And she's being so fucking annoying, like crying and cutting the images out. But like, I don't want to like yeah. her. But I do I, think that this is like, these are her best moments in the yeah. show. I have a hard um, time with a lot of assault or molestation or rape aftermath storylines because a lot mm-hmm. of them don't ring true to me because I feel like yeah. so often characters become just this like manifestation of trauma or recovery and they lose their own personalities and yeah. just I, I know that that does happen for some people and I don't mean to like discount those experiences but for me like I've always been myself no matter what I'm dealing with you know I'm still yeah. me so it's the it's, thing that I like about this is that Jenny in, I feel like it is the exact opposite of what usually happens in those tropes, and I think she's becoming more herself. She's yeah. becoming more into her own, which is really nice. And that is good, but I feel like I can't even judge it because I feel like I don't know Jenny outside of this, like, enigmatic, yeah. traumatized, sort of childlike persona that she's that she's given out for the past two seasons. Like, I don't know her. I just know the girl yeah. who, like, whispers and leans against walls and goes, I felt weird. And, like, I don't know what's real about her everything about her seems like such an act yeah so that's fair yeah i definitely think that like this is sort of like where they were figuring her out and i think that i don't know i think that you'll sort of like see how they basically use this to push through to who they were going to make jenny become well that's good Um, i'm looking forward to it yeah yeah um personally i do think that like this sort of manifestation almost, like, rings true. I am still dealing with what I'm pretty sure are repressed memories. Mm-hmm. I have a whole breakup I don't remember. Most of the relationship I don't remember. This is something that happened to me in high school. Yeah. Um, and, like, I definitely have felt, like, a lot of the same ways that, like, Jenny is feeling and, Yeah. The reason I don't know for sure, like, whether or not this is even true Mm -hmm. of something that actually happened to me in my life is because I don't have the time to actually invest in figuring it out. I understand that, yeah. life sucks. The thing that happens when I was three or four, like, that could really, like, run the gamut in scale. And I don't actually know what happened. Like, I just have kind of flashes. And my sister saw some of it. So she has confirmed parts of it to me. Yeah. So she knows some of it, uh, but, like, we don't know what happened before she walked in on us. You know, like, what? Wow. Yeah. So it was, ah, it was a weird situation. So for me, it's, like, it's always just going to be this blank. And I'm okay with it. I'm not angry about it. Um, it's, it's you know, it's my past. Um, the thing in college was much more straightforward. You know, like, yeah. that happened. I didn't. I didn't realize what had happened until a couple days later, which made it a little more complicated. But, um, you know, I actually, I told my parents, which was kind of a weird choice. And I tell this story all the time, but I told my mom and she told my dad and Uh my dad said all the right things to me about how sorry he was and how that shouldn't have happened to me and all of that. And then he said, but you know what? You're a pretty girl and this is the kind of thing that happens to pretty girls. And what did I think? I thought, my dad thinks I'm pretty. And I was Hannah! so happy about that. And it took me forever 
to think about how that wasn't the right thing to say. <laughs> I was floating on a cloud of my dad thinking I was pretty. Oh my, my dad God. is I want to clarify my dad is a good man. He just yeah. he's just, you know, a 65-year-old man. He's a good man. But He just said the the wrong thing right there. Yeah, like he I did. get it. He's I mean he's 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 65. He's not he's 65. But he's a good man. So I, I'm always careful telling that story because I don't want it to sound like I'm trashing my dad. And I'm always very clear that he said all the right things first. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, there was no blaming me or anything like that. It was just like, well, this is the world, which is not wrong. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, it's yeah, problematic. That's, but it's, he's right. It is the world. The reason I tell that story is because of my reaction to what he said, because I'm supposed to be this perfect feminist, you know, and everything. And that was still my first reaction. It's, yeah, you know, we're not perfect. I think you're perfect. Ah, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, Jenny's dealing with stuff. We're going to get more of that in the next episode. And yeah, I'll try and to pay more attention. Yeah, that was sort of like, I think that was like the last thing because I wanted to leave it to the last because it's the hardest yeah. to talk about. Um, so next episode is called L'Chaim. Yeah. Uh, Eileen Chaikin. Oh, no. Did something with it. Yeah, she's back. <laughs> Bet reaches out to Tina as she and Kit decide to take her father home to Bet's house from the hospital for his final days. God, they really just, like, could not have this guy die in just one episode. It would have been so God, nice. I, but in the Netflix description says they put him in a nursing home. Does that not happen? No. Jeez. They just bring him to her house. Liars. Yeah. Jenny struggles to compose herself after recalling a difficult memory from her childhood, um, prompting her to perform at a strip club. That is very interesting. I do like this part because um, I think it's a very natural reaction to, like, finding out that you were molested is to then sort of, like, try to, is to sort of, like, I guess, go and be more sexual. This is something that is common after yes. molestation or learning of it in your life. Yes. Um, Alice becomes jealous when Lara, Dana's ex-girlfriend, needs Dana for dinner. Shane continues to reach out to Carmen. Uh, Mark continues making efforts to reconcile with Jenny and Shane because he probably had a contract for the whole season. I know! I can't believe he's still around. Yeah. I thought he was gone. He, like, put his keys down, and Jenny was like, you gotta deal with it. And he was like, Fine. And I'm like, damn it, get rid of him already. Yeah, seriously. I thought he was gone. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Eileen wrote this episode. Oh, no. Yeah. Let's see how long it takes for a transphobic comment to show up. Well, we'll be counting. It's going to be and, like, uh, it's going to be oh, minutes. Oh, good news. I we'll be news. able to judge Jenny's boobs again. <laughs> God. This is what I'm here for. <laughs> Oh, that is that's the quality content that our subscribers look for in this podcast. <laughs> well, next week, they can also look forward to hearing about my second date at Kennywood. I'll also look forward to it. I also uh, look forward to hear about how Olivia Cruises has given us thousands of dollars to make this podcast and is sending us around the world. So that will be our They have not responded. Neither <laughs> has our episode, other sponsor. Come on! Oh, also, I forgot you guys can go to hopebutch.com backslash ref backslash 119 go and get that hot butch clothing yes look like sexy butches and send us pictures of yourself you don't have to do that um, last part but you should you should and especially if you own a motorcycle 
Because I, it's been my dream since watching this show the first time to be in Dykes on Bikes. Wait till you and see the Queer as Fuck episode with Dykes on Bikes. You're going to love it. I'm so excited. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not that butch. And I also will never own a motorcycle. But I want to be like Shane and Alice in Yep, I want to ride on the back of a butch on a motorcycle. Oh. I want to top a butch who has a motorcycle. That's, That's literally where my brain went immediately. It was like, I got to say something about topping a butch. <laughs> We, it's not our podcast if we don't mention that we're tops. Like, everyone needs to know that. It's That's important. true. You guys, I'm going to post in our Facebook group that meme. Um, this meme that I made and then I sent it to Hannah. It was, you made um, that? Oh my God, I was so dragged yeah, by that. No, I, I made it because oh I God. was like thinking about um, how I wanted to like basically insert in the conversation with the girl that I went on a date with. That, like, I'm a top, so she should date me because I'm a top. Yes! And then I was like, oh, my God, Hannah needs to see this. Oh, my God, I thought you were just dragging me for just mentioning that I'm a top all the time. <laughs> so I'm glad it was some sort of relevance to your life as well. Oh, my God, no, it does. I just don't mention it that much because I, like, feel like I'm not, like, totally a true top. There's there I'm definitely still top. a top. No, I'm going to let a girl go down on me. I'm a nice person. And I'm not a top at all with boys. If I'm with a boy, I'm like, oh, I'm going to no. lie here and you're going to do everything. But that's because I yeah. hate it every minute of it, so... If I'm with a boy, um, thank God for gender roles because I mm-hmm. don't, it's confusing not having them. Jesse, you should and, see me give a blowjob. It's the most depressing sight you have ever seen. I give terrible blowjobs. Men regularly tell me just like, okay, it's fine. You can stop. Like they're bad blowjobs. I, let me tell you, I go down on a girl like a fucking expert, but. How do you give a sad blowjob? I hate doing them and you can tell. I I don't it's kind of nice. It's kind of I kind of like blowjobs. I hate them. I hate never thought I would them. say that. Love going down on girls. Could do it all day, except I have arthritis, so I can't. But yeah. besides that, I know it's like my back hurts so much, and then I die. So, but I I can make it work. Strategic pillow placement. But yeah, blowjobs. I just like are not having for me. something in my mouth, and I think that's why I like it. Okay, but cocks taste really bad. They and do. They sure do. <laughs> there's like that. I mean, after you cover it with your spit, it's usually okay. But there's that first moment when it's in your mouth oh, and it's just like sweat and pee, and you're just like, oh. yeah. You like seriously have to be drunk to not notice it. It's like so seriously, bad. seriously it's terrible. drunk. Terrible. I hate them. Yeah. Oh God, no, no, thank you. But then back in college, I watched a video from a porn star telling me how to go down on women, like a female porn star, and she demonstrated. Really? And it was like a 20 minute video. And Seth actually said it to me. He was like, maybe you'll like this. And I watched it. And it was instructional as shit. And girls were very pleased with my technique after watching that video. So Wait, now I need you to send me this because I can try all of my it. information is from like 2013 Tumblr on different like eating out strategies. And I have only had sex with one woman and it was not very successful. But it was one woman one time four-ish years ago. Okay, so. basically don't flick your tongue. That's not good. Oh, People I know that. Yeah. I've... Um, I'm a person. Use your whole face. Um, don't just... You can use your nose. You can use your chin. Um, to, yeah. What does think, that think even about, mean? Think about this kind of motion. With the whole face. And oh, I feel like I wouldn't, I wouldn't... Ooh, that's uncomfortable. No, it's good. And then sucking is good. Um, and basically, if she likes something, don't try to switch it up. Do yeah, that doing fucking that over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. And don't be afraid to bring toys into it when your mouth gets tired because your mouth is going to get tired and it's okay. Yeah. Just yeah. do what you can and then bring the toy in to finish it off. A lot of girls can't come on their own from just being gone down on. I can't. So sometimes oh, you have to okay. Yeah. It's not huh? a, doesn't mean you're a failure. 
does like I've had lovely girls go down on me and I couldn't come and then they get all self conscious and I'm just like <laughs> nothing okay. nothing's worse than someone who seems insecure so just basically like give her whatever she wants and like never get your feelings hurt by it is important but yeah if she asks for something do that and just be first of all use your hands use your face use your t- use your tongue suck don't flick at things cover your teeth yeah um if you think about eating a peach that's a good sort of visual Mm. for you biting into a peach yeah think about sucking out a peach that's what i think about i've had i have rave reviews so that's awesome maybe they're just being nice but you know what that's fine with me if they are i like people being nice (laughs) to me so oh my god i'm just playing i can satisfy a woman I dare any lesbian to come here. I already told you I'm in love with 100% of you, so come on over. That's true. All right, this is getting really long. And and I've never recorded a podcast this long together. That's because we never recorded drunk before, so I know. I like this trend. Maybe I'll get drunk next time. I got wine left. Yeah, same. I mean, I love alcohol. Same. At, you know, sponsors, please give us alcohol. Come on, give us some fucking alcohol. What's so hard? All right, it's always Sunny's on in eight minutes, so we got to wrap this up. Okay. All right, um, you guys can go and follow us on all of our social media. That is at uh, lolwordppn on Twitter. Hannah's on Twitter is at Hannah Mosk. I'm on Twitter is at Jesse underscore Quinn. Our Facebook page is um, the LOL Word. Probably. I think. I'm not on Facebook. What the fuck do I know? And then the other thing is like LOL Word something. Who even knows? Um, but anyway, it's in the links below as is usual. And our Twitter account is at LOLWordPPN. Yeah, and right now we still don't have any sort of like patronage way to pay us. So you guys should go and buy yourselves a message while you're drunk to <laughs> have us say your words because that's a great way to pay us. Give us something Very dirty effective. to say. <laughs> I'm sick of this. Yeah. So that's, yep. Thank you. Okay, bye. We love you. Adopt a cat. We know, adopt a cat. <laughs> Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.